Hey guys, so before this episode starts, I just want to tell you up front that Allie is actually not going to be starring in this episode. To give you the full breakdown of what happened, basically, we tried two different times today, Wednesday, to record a segment together. We tried for a couple hours in the late morning, and we hated it, and we scrapped it, and we decided that we needed to regroup this evening at 8 o'clock, and we tried again, and the long story short is just recording a podcast or an interview or anything remotely, not ideal, especially when you're looking for the like good quality. Um, and it just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. And we're both bummed about it. I feel horrible because I feel like I just wasted so much of her time today and this evening. And I feel bad for myself because I wasted so much time, but I guess that is just kind of how it goes with creating things is you live and you learn. So I'm going to try and get that figured out, hopefully to have some guests on in the future, but for the next foreseeable future, it's just little old me and today sucked. Today absolutely fucking sucked. My podcast is all over the place this episode and I just wanted to explain a little bit more of why if you follow my Instagram stories, you know that I am very in the middle, in the thick of PMDD, which um, is never a fun time. And it's always a week out for my period and everything is horrible and it's the worst. So really try to power through. Um, I'm glad that I still recorded some stuff today by myself and you're going to get a very condensed version of you know the podcast that I usually put out for you guys and did I learn that I can basically do this podcast in 30 minutes and it never needs to be longer yes I did but also it's really fun to talk for as long as I want when I can so anyway hope you guys enjoyed the episode and it's going to end very abruptly please don't let that scare you and enjoy Hey guys, it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Hello, 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 and welcome to the That's What E Said podcast. I am so happy to be sitting here talking to you guys again. And for what it's worth, I mean, I'm an Enneagram 7. Like, I'm just going to start right out the gate with that. I am an Enneagram 7, and our toxic, toxic fucking trait is having 1,000 ideas and wanting to execute all of them but never being able to actually follow through on really any of them. And if you've been following me for long enough, you know that this could not ring more true. I feel like I've started a thousand different projects and can never see my way through to the end, except for like my blog and freelance writing and whatever. Um, 
I mean, that's there's just proof in that this is my fourth iteration of this fucking podcast. But I'm just so proud to say that this is my eighth episode, which means I've been doing this for eight weeks, which equals two months. And I'm still fucking here and I'm still showing up and we're just getting started. And that's really exciting to me. I also feel the need to take this opportunity to vent for a second. May I vent about following followers no not followers really just like you're following you guys it's very very fucking wild to me how often my follower count shifts up and down it has never been a steady incline and you know anytime that merit says something about me or anyone else i always see a pop and new people come around, which is amazing. And that makes me so, so fucking happy. But it's like, I never trust it because I'm not, I'm not shitting you. This is an example of just yesterday. I fluctuated, I think 10 to 15 followers. And like for someone who has, you know, tens of thousands of followers, that's they probably don't even I mean they probably do notice because if I know anything about influencers it's that they notice that shit that's like all they notice and I'm not looking for answers like this is just my platform so this is just me like bitching to bitch I've been told before that I can be very polarizing and I literally do not understand where the fuck that comes from I don't get it I really don't like I know that I'm not your average influencer blogger podcaster whatever. But I don't think that there's anything inherently offensive or shitty or boring or horrible about me. So I just, I don't get how it can be 10 steps forward and then literally 15 to 20 steps back. I don't get it. And maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit and I kind of suck. And that's why my following has always struggled the way that it has and and why it is how it is. But I really don't want to think that. What a horribly depressing... Th- I mean, it's like as someone who puts themselves out there and like shares so much content mm-hmm. with people willingly, it's like I already feel <laughs> insecure and vulnerable enough that it's like the last thing I want to do is walk around truly believing that I'm I'm that polarizing and I'm I'm you can so quickly decide whether or not you like me and then just like go away. I think the main the main point of frustration for me in regard to all of this is you know whenever people do praise me it's always like you're so authentic, you're so real, you're so relatable, you're funny, I feel like you're my best friend, yada yada. And like for the chunk of you who feel that way, it's fucking amazing. Like that's literally what I'm trying to do. I'm not even trying. That's a thing. Like I'm not trying. I just am because that's the only way I know how to be. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I just am not exactly sure who I'm relatable to. I know it's definitely not a broad, generalized audience. I know that for sure, because if it were, I would have more followers. And I know that I could not be more in my head right now if I tried. But like, these are the things that I think about when I have too much time in my hands. And 
I am also experiencing PMDD in this very moment. But it's just like seeing my numbers fluctuate as drastically as they do over the course of one day is disconcerting. Like when you don't have that big of a following, it's like, what in the literal fuck did I do just today that 10 people said, nah, fuck this girl. I sort of think that I'm just like very lucky to have the diehard followers I do because to the general public, I'm not nearly basic enough, but I'm also not nearly unique enough. I just sort of am. And like, maybe this is me having an overdue epiphany that at nearly 35 years old, I'm really not all that great. Like to some, yeah, but to most, no. And I always think about when Dan Pelosi of Grossy Pelosi hit 10,000 followers. Like I've known Dan for years and we've always been Instagram buds. We have only met once in real life, but we have like all these weird connections. And so uh, we've had a relationship. And so when he decided to like really lean super hard into Grossy Pelosi and make it what it is, it like I was there from the jump and was like watching it happen before my eyes. And, you know, 10,000 followers used to be like the arbitrary number to get to, to feel valuable as an influencer because 10,000 meant that you could share and post links, which it's changed now, but it was like a really big thing just like a year ago. Um, But I remember when he hit 10,000, something that I had been trying to do for forever with my blog and he did it so quickly and he he was like, when I finally hit 10,000 a little after him, or I don't even know how long it was, it doesn't matter. He was like, oh my God, like after you hit 10,000, it's like they just stream in. Like it's just something like a seal breaks and it's just only up from there at like a rapid pace. And when he said that, I was like, no, 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 no. Clearly you have no idea what I have been up against since I started blogging and since social media and Instagram became a thing. Like that is not how it's gonna go for me at all. Like you have a very specific, you know, um, category that you are in and you're cooking and it's like universally lovable. And even though people tell me that, oh my God, I don't know why, like you don't have 100,000 followers, like, everyone needs to be following you. That's not That's not how the general public feels. So I just remember him saying that and me being like, no, there's no way. And I was right. I mean, I, I think I hit 10,000 followers in like December of 2020. I am, you know, barely over 12,000. So my growth is just, uh, it's just like a snail's pace. And the other thing too, is that people with clout are not plugging me. They are not asking me on their podcast. They're not tagging me and shouting me out on Instagram or other platforms. So it's just a fucking uphill battle, man. And that's really all I have to say about that. Thank you guys for letting me vent for the first almost 10 minutes of today's episode. It's a dreary day here in Dallas and it's cold. And like I said, I am PMSing and clearly I needed to get that off my chest. So I thank you. So before we get into the segment that stars Allie Golden, my sister and Virgo extraordinaire, I wanted to 
do a quick catch up at the front of this episode, going through the typical things that I would go through throughout an entire episode, but super, super condensed. So let's dive into a lightning round of parts one, two, and three of the That's What He Said podcast. Part one is what have you even been doing? All right, so last week, um, the biggest thing that I have to tell about like midweek last week is that Zach and I went over to the Adolphus, I think it was on Tuesday, because that is where we are blocking out rooms for the wedding and also where like I'm going to get ready there and and all of that. So we went to the Adolphus. It's just like the most gorgeous, amazing, coolest hotel ever. I wish that we could have had our wedding there, but just way too expensive. Um, I digress. So we went over there. We checked out the suite that I'll be getting ready in and where Zach and I will be, you know, spending our wedding night in. And we loved it so much. It was awesome. Um, and then we popped over to the AT&T Discovery Park, which is literally right across the street. Very, very cool. It's like a new uh, place to go in Dallas downtown, which I know people who don't live here won't give a shit, but it's just like our downtown is really sad and has never really been anything. So it's cool when it's cool when businesses decide to actually utilize the space and create something that everyone can enjoy. And um, it has lots of restaurants and just general attractions. And we got lunch at, I don't even remember the name of it, but we had bento boxes and they were delicious. Then on Thursday night, the only update that I have from there is we watched the movie Ready Player One because Zach and I have been talking a lot lately about, you know, just the world and the internet and the future of technology because we have really casual conversations about those things. And and like NFTs and crypto and all that shit, which like I'm not into. I don't really ever want to get into. I I I just I don't know. That's like a topic for another episode, but Um, I'm not comfortable with any of it. And when Zach and I have these conversations and he's talking about how like, you know, augmented reality and virtual reality is going to become our actual reality in a handful of years, it makes me really upset. I just don't understand. Like, I know that life can be hard, but to literally live your life in a non-reality in like a fantasy world via however the fuck you get there like with like goggles or whatever just depresses me so so much and he was like you really need to watch Ready Player One because that's basically what it's about and he had seen it before but he was willing to watch with me again and it's so not my type of movie like it's nothing I would have never watched it if he hadn't suggested it and I guess I was feeling very open to possibilities on Thursday night so we watched Ready Player One and I mean that's literally exactly what it's about it's like really not that far into the future it's like 20 20 or 25 years into the future like 2045 and it's like this dystopian future and super depressing and it's like literally no one gives a shit about how they actually live and and how like what they live in and their surroundings and everything because everyone lives in this virtual reality um and you know of course it's like at the end of the movie it's 
like all of these people who made or like became friends and lovers in the virtual reality actually meet in real life and learn to balance it out more, which is lovely. Um, but I mean, it's not a movie I would suggest unless you're super into that type of stuff. But it was interesting in terms of what him and I have been talking about. So Friday night, um, me and Merritt from the Beck and Call podcast hung out. We met up at Leela's Wine Bar on Greenville. Super cute. They still had all of the Valentine's Day decorations, um, which was an added bonus. And it was a little chilly, but it was also insanely crowded. So Merritt and I got the last table outside under a heater, which the heater like started malfunctioning at one point and really just smelled very heavily of propane (laughs) and gas. And it was like, I was right next to it. Um, But that got figured out. I'm still here, guys. I didn't get blown up. It's fine. So Merritt and I had one of their very famous espresso martinis. They just make them so well there and they top it with like cinnamon and It's just really, really good. And her and I caught up and then Zach met up with us for a drink and um, like a cheese and meat board at Leela's. And that was the first time that Merritt and Zach met. It was lovely. I'm so glad that they got to meet and put faces to names. And then the three of us walked next door to Rye, um, which is the the sister restaurant to the really cool apothecary bar like right next door um i've been to apothecary a handful of times and it's it's so awesome it's just such a vibe the drinks are wild it's super fun to hang out there and just sip really crazy cocktails um but i hadn't been to rye not none of us had been and it was kind of annoying because i put I like walked over there and I put our name on the list and it was about an hour wait. And when they called us back over, they didn't give us a table. They literally sat the three of us at the bar, which like typically, as I've said on a previous episode, Zach and I are all about the bar seating life, but not when it's three people. And I mean, not like they knew this, but it was like Merritt and Zach's first time meeting. And so it wasn't super conducive to like really involved conversation I mean it still was a great night and they got to talk obviously but that just really bugged me anyway um rye was not good I had honestly never really looked at their menu I just kind of went in blindly and trusted it because apothecary is so good that I was like well the food the the accompanying food has to be good I was very wrong um I just feel like it's a lot of it's like a lot of other newish Dallas restaurants that are just trying too hard to make dishes different and cool and make it like a moment instead of just really good food. And everything that we had was so fucking salty, like literally a salt bomb went off in your mouth. Um, So I do not recommend it. And you know, I'm just going to be honest, like it, you know, it was expensive and I think your money is uh, way better spent somewhere else that's very delicious and worth it. So then on Saturday, um, Zach and I had no plans. The only plan that we had last weekend was seeing Merritt. So the rest of the weekend, we were free agents. And on Saturday, I think that I want to say that like we worked out or I, I re- honestly, I really can't remember what we did during the day. All I know is that when it was about like 4, 4.30, we 
took the dogs on a walk and the weather was so insanely beautiful like the like perfect spring day weather and we walked down greenville and everyone and their dog was out like not even just saying that to say that literally everyone and their fucking dogs were out and i don't know about you guys but if you're a dog owner it's like seeing my dogs react in that environment literally makes my heart sing and i can't imagine what it's going to be like when we have kids but just walking the dogs and seeing how alive they were and how happy they were and excited and like wanting to stop and sniff every single dog and just like prancing it was just so lovely so we walked up and down greenville and we walked for like a good half hour and and then we were like let's go drop the dogs off at home and change and come back out to greenville and do like a super impromptu kind of early evening and um zach has been saying for a while that we really need to get kind of like our last batch of good oysters before like the season is up not like you can't eat them all the time but they're definitely better in the winter months um and so what we ended up doing was we went to um, Alamo Club and we got the spicy margarita, which is one of the best, if not the best spicy margarita I've ever had. We got a drink there um, and then we walked over to Rapscallion because they have incredible oysters always. And we got, first we got a dozen and then we got a half dozen. We got a lot of oysters that they were just so fucking good. And it was wonderful. And then it's like, again, we kind of made the mistake of overdoing it. And instead of being like, you know what? Like, yeah, oysters aren't super filling, but that's the only reason we came here. And like, maybe we could go figure dinner out somewhere else. We decided to stay and have dinner there. And I love Rapscallion for a few things, but um, it definitely, it's one of those places that like, I never crave anything from them besides the oysters it's like everything else I've ever gotten there is fine um and that's exactly how it was it like we got dinner and it was fine and my stomach started hurting so bad and like not not like my lower stomach like my intestines but like my legitimate stomach my abdomen it just I just started uh, just having like super sharp pains and I thought that I could push through them but they were just getting worse and worse so we had to kind of like rush through dinner and all of that and then we had walked down to greenville so we are, we live super close so we walked home and the whole time like i basically was lamaze breathing like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna shit my pants i'm gonna shit my pants i'm gonna shit my pants and zach was like trying to tell me stories the whole walk home to distract me which actually really did help but as soon as we got home i just had a bathroom situation and it wasn't pretty and it made me really sad because the the rest of the evening was so wonderful and just lovely. And then I ended it with like basically shitting my pants. Then Sunday, we um, woke up and I was really craving a donut. Like I just, I don't know. It's like my my donut obsession was reactivated on over valentine's weekend when we went to jerams like i talked about in the last episode and it's like i just want fucking donuts every weekend now so zach picked us up a few 
uh, brioche donuts from Carte Blanche, also on Greenville. I mean, our entire lives are on Greenville, guys. Like, that's why it's going to be really hard for us to leave this area if we ever do. Um, and those were so good. We got the vanilla brioche donut and then like the chocolate and vanilla one, which was absolutely incredible and had those. And then we decided that we wanted to do our first bike ride of the season. It was another beautiful day. So we were like, let's take advantage of this and load load up the bikes and make our way around Dallas. And that's exactly what we did. And we, I mean, we literally went everywhere. Like it wasn't like a super, it wasn't like a super uh, planned out path. We kind of just went wherever the roads and wind took us. And it was so wonderful. We, we rode for like an hour and 15 minutes. I just love riding bikes with Zach so much, so, so much. And when we were done riding, we, um, you know, it was time for lunch. It was like a late lunch. So we got done riding around like 1.15 and guess where he went? Greenville. <laughs> oh my God. I just cannot. <laughs> we literally depend on that fucking stretch of restaurants and retail for everything. Um, so we rode our bikes. Uh, we ended by riding our bikes onto Greenville. And we went to Eddie's Tex-Mex, which is a little newer, um, but it's also, it's the same owners as Ebar, which is another very, very, very popular casual Tex-Mex place in Dallas. So they opened like this little uh, casita. It's 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 like really, no, casita, like, is that the right word? Oh my God, uh, here I go sounding ignorant again. Anyway, um, it's just very small. But again, there was one table left outside and the weather was so great that we took it and we got um, chips and salsa and we got some queso and we split their street tacos, which were absolutely incredible. I like besides Taco Bell tacos, (laughs) I love street tacos so much like they are that is how tacos should be, period, in my opinion, like I can't handle shit like velvet taco or like torchies that just really overdo it. Like, what are you, what are we doing here? Why are we trying to pack 1000 ingredients into a fucking tortilla? That's not a taco. Like you cannot put fried chicken and blue cheese crumbles and like whatever else into a flour tortilla and call it a taco. Like don't even get me started on that guys. I feel the same way about over the top donuts. I, I digress. So the street tacos were absolutely delicious. And um, once we were done there, we walked a few doors down to the new plant shop called The Planting Hand. Super cute. Um, you know, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary in terms of plant shops. It's just a really awesome space and a really great place to pop in if you need a house plant. And then um, this is so, so cool. So a few weeks ago, I feel like, over the weekend, we drove, we were driving down Greenville as we do. And we saw that there was like a street fair going on, like a little like market. But I thought that was just for that weekend. Well, it turns out that this is a new thing that's happening on Greenville every single weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And it's all local vendors. And it's, I mean, they're, they're going to be there every weekend. I was just like, what? I had no fucking idea. Like, wow. So we walked the market. I got some sunglasses from this really cool uh, local designer that have eat a dick written on them. And 
I mean, Zach was like, you have to get those. And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, and Zach got like a cup of coffee from this awesome guy who like roasts and grinds and does all of his own beans. And it was delicious. And I got like a headband. And I mean, I'm just a sucker for street markets like that. Like I literally, I cannot leave without at least getting like one thing. Um, so that was really, really fun. And then on Sunday night, I was supposed to make this really delicious chicken dish, but like a fool, I hadn't checked the expiration on the chicken and it smelled real funky. And so we had to call an audible and order Papa John's, which let me just say right here, right now, guys, I am trying to get them to fucking respond to me. I have literally been working with them for like four or five years and they, the, my contact there, she left, I think at like the end of 2021 and they were saying, or I don't know, like basically she was saying that they were hiring someone new, but they weren't going to be starting until February, but that she had left and she was like, whatever you guys do, like reactivate Emma's code at the beginning of 2022. Um, that has not happened yet. I've reached out to them several times. I even have the the my former contact who's reaching out to them, trying to get it figured out because that was one of my favorite partnerships that I've just had forever. And I know how much you guys love having that Papa John's code. And when I ordered Papa John's on Sunday, I was like, fuck, this shit is expensive. Like what the hell? If you don't have... A, a discount code like uh-uh this is this is ridiculous i think it was like 42 dollars for two large pizzas with with you know delivery fees and shit but what no so just to give you an update on that i am really trying and i'm hoping that they reactivate that shit soon so you guys can go back to eating discounted pizza okay so other than that um if I were to do a part two really quickly, I would just say that we are, we just started watching Legendary on HBO Max, which is all about drag, ballroom, uh, history, and dance. And I really don't have the time to get into it because I can't believe that we're already over 20 minutes with this fucking first part. <laughs> we haven't even talked to my sister yet. Um, but it's incredible. And I would also say that for part three with like what's coming up, we don't have anything this weekend again, which is very, very exciting. Um, but there's a lot of stuff happening in March in terms of like a few friends' birthdays. And then I feel like our wedding stuff is kind of ramping up in March. So in March, we have um, we have a cocktail tasting because we are working with the amazing Urban Alchemy, who just changed their name to Allure and Alchemy um, to uh, figure out our signature cocktails for our wedding. I'm so, so excited about that. Um, and then we also have our food tasting at our venue um, that we're going to be going to with my parents and really pumped for that as well. I also have my makeup trial in March and super exciting like this is why I fucking love the internet and I love you guys so on I think it was the last podcast I mentioned how I really want like a funfetti cake for the wedding and I had a follower reach out to me and say 
hey girl, I'm the assistant chef, uh, assistant pastry chef for the Ritz Carlton and I love you and like, I'd love to help you with this. What the fuck? I am so excited about this, you guys. So um, Zach and I are actually meeting her for a drink next week to kind of talk about how to best approach this and how it'll all go. So lots of wedding shit, lots of wedding content coming up um, in March. And at this point, I would have welcomed my sister onto the pod, but obviously that's not happening. So instead, I'm going to say goodbye and thank you so much for listening to this episode and all of my thoughts and my venting and um, about my life. It means so much, you guys. And if you care to share this podcast with friends or your own followers, that would be incredible if you just want to rate it, review it, subscribe, something, something to support it. And other than that, I will talk at you next week. And I promise, I promise I'll be in a better mood. Mm-hmm.